Hey there, everybody. It is me again. Time for another episode of the podcast. And i uh, got some things on my heart and mind I wanted to share today. Um, it's late in the day now. It's pushing 7 o'clock. I wanted to do that, do this recording this morning. And, uh, you know, some things are just really stirring in me um, when I woke up today. It's just been a a heavy, if you will, several days here. Um, The Lord's just really waking me up early in the morning. And some things that are just the natural, well, natural, (laughs) spiritual, maybe we could say, fruit and result of just, I don't know, just really giving myself to be set apart for the Lord, to hear Him to pray, to deny myself, to seek His face for myself, for my family, for people in my life that I love. And it's just a weighty, weighty season. And so in the midst of that today, um, it's called Independence Day, July 4th. And there's no denying the the tenderness of the subject at hand. I'm neither ignorant nor negligent of that. And I want to preface what I believe I'm going to say with some facts to clarify. You know, years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I was a very zealous, I would say, new believer. New in the sense of I had been raised Christian. I had always gone to church for the most part until I got out of the house on my own. But when I really came to a place of surrender and living the Christ life, or at least embarking into it the best I knew at the time, I was very zealous. I was very fervent, as as many are. Many start strong. But the proof is really in the endurance, right? The proof is really in what, what follows. Like, there's the first love reality where, so that means the first love place and position is of utmost importance, yes. The condition of our heart at our redemption at our regeneration, our transformation, our moving from death to life. That is, of course, a, a, a moment that must come. But really, the proof of what took place at the beginning is the fruit of what it becomes. And so I just want to preface what I feel like I'm going to say with like, even as I think through my thoughts, my thoughts are pretty much the same towards this matter. The way I articulate them might sound very similar. But what I wouldn't be able to put into words is, is the heart behind it, the purpose, the source. It's not angst. It's not rebellion. It's not just, hey, I don't like this and you need to know it. It's just a heart that's stirred and moved and convicted. And you know what? I have a voice in my mouth. I have words on my tongue. 
And I believe they need to be given back to the Lord to serve His purposes the best I know how. And so this is the one, way, one of the ways I intend to do that is for anyone who would listen and, you know, this, this might be, I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't know that everybody will make it to the end. I would say there would probably be few who can make it through it. It's very offensive. But you know what? I just don't, I just don't care anymore. I don't care anymore if I know my source is right, if I know my heart and my intentions are clear. It's not a flippant, young, teen, angst rebellion. Hey, I don't care what you think. It's not that. It used to be that. Misguided, immature. But I mean, when we look at the scriptures, would we say prophets of old? We're just... You know, they just need to calm down. Why did they need to be so harsh? Why did they need to be that way? Couldn't they have just calmly spoke to the people? <laughs> and so I'm just at a place presently where I'm not going to pick and choose. Like, stressing over how I deliver something. Do I need to mature? Yes. Amen. Do I need to practice my functioning in absolute self-control? Yes. Amen. Will I say something wrong that is at the very least tinged with natural emotion? Yep. Absolutely. But I mean, what do we allow to hinder us? What do we allow to just shut us down and excuse away having something to say that could even possibly be the Word of God on a matter. The truth. I don't possess truth myself. All truth doesn't reside in me. I'm not the bringer of all truth. But I mean, is that our only option? We're either quiet, well, because we know we're flawed. Who am I to say anything, right? Nor do we have to go to the other extreme and say, you better buckle up. The, word of the, Lord, the perfect Word of the Lord is coming through me and me alone to your ears. Here it is, in its absolute perfection. No. So I guess my question as I stand here in my barn is, can I just speak plainly the word of the Lord on a matter that I see in the scriptures to me? And in faith believe that maybe this is true. Maybe this is true. When we examine fruit of our lives, of Christianity, of this nation, someone has to ask some questions. That's all I'm saying. Can we start with proposing questions about the fruit hanging upon the tree of Christianity, of this nation? Can we just start looking at some fruit <laughs> and asking some questions? And so that's what I'd like to do today. I will... I will say now, I will very likely, without question, get stirred up at some point. I mean, that's, that's going to be a given. And novels, I will say, my wife cautioned me. We spoke about this earlier today. I was very stirred. I was just feeling it in my heart. Like, I've, I spent the morning looking at several scriptures and doing some word studies, asking God for clarity on, is this right? Is this wrong? Is it just... My emotion, because I was very emotional about uh, just like 
wanting to stand in front of anybody and ask questions. Do we know what we're doing? Do we consider our ways? And so that's my purpose for any, if there's one person, if there's one person that makes it to the end, I'm fine. If it speaks to me, I'm fine. And so I just, today, Independence Day, in the United States of America, I would say from the very beginning, maybe we should consider renaming this nation. I mean, I would, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. Are we the United States of America, friend? Is that an appropriate moniker for a people here? Do you look around and see a United States? Or is that just a name that, well, it's just like a name like this table. It's, that's just a table. But if I broke it into pieces, would it still be a table? If I disassembled this table, would it still be one? I'm standing in a large barn. Yes, it's a barn. It's a, it's a structure. It is an identifiable structure. But if I dismantled this barn board by board and placed it on a stack, in a stack on the ground, tell me, would it be a barn? No. It would be disassembled. It would be in disunity. It would be taken apart. And it would no longer be what it once was. I don't even want to get into history about whether or not this nation once was or not. That's not my business. And I'm not going to make it mine. I'm not here to be a historian. I'm incapable. But today the nation celebrates her independence. A lot of businesses are closed. Small towns to big cities will have fireworks displays tonight explosions in the sky that we watch and we ooh and we awe and our our family as recently as last year with, although with reluctance and wrestling attended oh Joel you're not going to tell us fireworks are wrong surely surely you're not that legalistic Joel please say it isn't so oh it's not that simple <laughs> why do we do it let's just start there what are the bombs bursting in air Y'all, is that a catchy song as the beautiful fireworks explode overhead? Are they just beautiful pyrotechnics or did they originate in bombs bursting in air? What do bombs do? Why do bombs exist? You're likely not going to want to answer a lot of these questions. What are bombs bursting in air? Bombs created to kill human beings, like you and like me, like our children. Flags will line the streets, there's parades, there's beer, there's cookouts. There's a number of festivities today. 
I'm sure. Everywhere. And that's fine. But I just want to pose a question. I want to, as I already said, I want to pose a bunch of questions, but like, where is our loyalty? I'm, I know this is primarily, if I could like, someone would ask me, who is, who is your target audience, Joel? Who are you speaking to? Oh, I would assume I'm speaking to majority Christian America. Christians in the nation of the United States. And so with that in mind, assuming, presuming, most of the people hearing this would profess to be living according to the name of Christ Jesus, are we divided? Are you divided in your heart? Many of you today, many people, millions perhaps today, will pledge allegiance to a cloth flag that is an emblem and a, and a symbol of this nation and why it even looks the way it does, the greatness of the unification of the nations. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Whoa. Hmm. Time for another question. Are you told in the Word of God to pledge allegiance to anything other than Yahweh? Oh, Joel, come on. Seriously? I don't know. I'm serious. Pledge allegiance to the flag we recite since childhood. Come on, little Johnny. Put your hand on your heart. Promise. I know it's not that anymore. It's not. Everybody knows it. That's the debacle of the times. Nobody's patriotic anymore except for the southern country boys on their ATVs with guns and Bibles and um, PBR in the cooler. I mean, that's what we've reduced it to. Patriotism. Loyalty. Pledging our allegiance to a flag of a nation. Here's another thought. Why does the U.S. flag hang higher than the Christian flag in America? Just thinking about that right now. This symbol of this great nation, even in religious institutions, why is the national flag above the Christian flag? I don't endorse the Christian flag, but isn't that odd? In a, quote, Christian nation? So today, even... What's being celebrated, really? And again, the argument is, well, people don't remember. They don't know anymore. We've forgotten our forefathers. We've forgotten what men have done. World War veterans are becoming scarce at best. Generations continue to forget. I get that. It's dishonoring. I get it. But what is independence? What is it? Here on this Independence Day, what is independence? As people pop open the beer cooler, 
as they toss yard darts. As they flip burgers on a grill, possibly enjoying a day off with their family and friends, especially as evening comes now. As fireworks are shot off in yards and in municipal areas. As tractors covered in red, white, and blue ribbons drive down small towns. What is independence? Are we thinking about that? So we've been deemed independent here in the United States. Now, in one sense, I don't take that for granted, nor do I make light of it, nor do I dishonor that. I have a long history in my family of military. My great uncle was in Pearl Harbor. My grandfather served, my dad served, my brother served. I'm not ignorant. I'm not a protester. I'm not just an anti-violence movement guy. I'm thankful I live here. I am. But I just ask myself, is the fact that we've never experienced true persecution here in this nation really God's favor and blessing? Our good? Is His hand of blessing, God shed His grace on thee? Is the seemingly blessed condition of this nation producing godly fruit if God is in fact the source? Look around us. Turn on your news. Turn on your conservative Christian media news. Do you see goodness, kindness, compassion, unity, forgiveness, generosity, humble, repentant, Is that what we see in this nation of independence? I would say no. I don't see it. So what has it produced? This great independence? Comforts? Air-conditioned buildings? Super mega churches with the most comfy chairs, light shows? and sound systems that any man could sit under and on and in. We're independent. We can do what we want. We can worship how, where, when we want. So are we more independent and blessed by God than the persecuted Christians in China? or any other far-off country where it's not tolerated at all? Because again, aren't we talking about eternal reward? Aren't we talking about how we honor and revere martyrdom? 
the disciples being hung and hanged and which are the same. <laughs> I meant hung on trees, crucified, hanged, stabbed, whipped, beaten, chained, imprisoned. See, our, our perspective is off. Oh gosh, that's not blessing. That's not God's favor. Well, what do we do with that? What do we do with the men who endured that and now do? Are they not blessed by God? Is God's favor not on them? Our definitions, I would say, are off. So then here we have a, a grand mystery. This word independence. Freedom. I've tried to just completely stay off of any, any media today. Thankfully, I've had a busy day here at the farm. So it's been easy. But I can imagine literally five minutes of Facebook. I don't know how many... American flags with Bibles on them, I would see. Soldiers with a giant cross in the background. Jesus arm in arm with the American soldier taking back the earth mystically for God's glory, it's told. The comparisons of American soldiers and Jesus laying down his life because no man no greater love hath a man than laying down his life for a brother. And somehow that's been made synonymous to the cross of Jesus, which is so appalling to me, I'm not even going to go there. So freedom in Jesus, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about national freedom. So our national freedom now, as I already referenced, which is a blessing, yes, I can... I can kind of do whatever I want within the confines of the law, national and local. I can drive anywhere I please. If I have the finances, I can board a plane and I could fly anywhere in the world if I had the credentials that are necessary and the money to do it. I could start a business tomorrow. I could sell everything we have here to another U.S. citizen or anyone else for that matter. Move to California, buy a house there. I could have a child. I could have 12 children. I could go down to the dealership down the road. I could buy me a car tomorrow. I could buy me two or three. If I could get the money, get the loan, I could buy four or five. I could put in a pool behind my house. I could buy 50 head of cattle. I can leave my wife. I could do anything lawfully. In the confines of this national freedom. But what has this freedom brought about? This boundless freedom. What has being able to do whatever you want to do in this nation produced? What is it producing today? This great freedom. Of course, many people complain regularly about the current status of the U.S., especially with all the gay and lesbian 
onslaught. <laughs> Can't turn anywhere without hearing about it. You know, it's appalling to believers, right? I can't, how does this happen in this godly nation? How does it happen here? <laughs> and they really mean the question. That's what baffles me. Really. You really don't understand why that happens here? Abortion, murder, theft. We could go on. But yet the same people who abhor that and constantly talk about how that shouldn't be happening here in this godly nation don't seem to sit back and say, well, maybe the problem is that we're not a godly nation. The light doesn't seem to come on in that compartment of their thinking. We disconnect somehow from how did we get here? How did we get to this place? How did we arrive here? There's a simple distraction about what is, but nobody seems to repair and then thereby make changes upon what we see to, tra- to change our trajectory. We just say, oh, it shouldn't be this way and continue on in the way that it shouldn't be. In freedom. In our independence. Okay, so insert Jesus, which is a tough sell these days. I would say that if Jesus was on Fox News this evening on on the evening news, uh, tonight we have Jesus the Christ. He says he's the son of the eternal God. He's going to be on the air tonight at 7. We're going to ask him some questions about our our movement here uh, for the Christian right and our advancing of the founding fathers' patriotism. We're going to ask Jesus himself. He's here tonight in the studio. He's already here. He'll be live at 7. I am thoroughly convinced that if he went on the air and he spoke the words in modern day form of what he said when he walked this earth as a fleshly man, fleshly natural. I think the Christian majority would hate him. I think they would despise him. I know that they would be surprised, and anybody who would hear this who would consider them a Christian American pro-government, you know, like 1776 government, (laughs) of course, not modern day, other than our present president. I think they would hate Jesus if he sat there and spoke into a camera to this disunified nation. I can imagine the questions they would ask him. So Jesus, uh, did you see that parade today? Did you see that parade? Did you see First Baptist so-and-so in the front? That was their pastor, you know, passing out American flags and Bibles. Did you see those red, white, and blue banners, streamers hanging off of the cars? Weren't those awesome? 
Did you see those tanks? Jesus. Man. Man, we made a statement today. We're, we're, we're doing it, Jesus. We're showing the world that we, the United States of America, are so strong. We're so powerful. There's nothing we can't do. There's nothing we can't do, right, Jesus? And I would add, I'm saying this before anything. I know there's, a, there's stories about a national parade or something tonight that Trump has organized. I don't know if that's going to happen or if it's already happened or... I don't know, and I, I just honestly, I'm, I have curiosities, but otherwise I just really don't care. But what I have seen is like it's supposed to be like, wow. <laughs> hey world, look at us. And so I can just see the, the, the interviewer. Jesus is now on the camera screen intently listening to the newsman. <laughs> and the questions continue. Hey Jesus. Have you heard about our president? Oh boy. Now I know he was in a porn magazine. And I know he loves money. And I know he's so powerful and he's kind of the he's kind of the exact opposite of everything you preach, Jesus, but boy, oh man, we love him. He is so awesome. He's so oh, have you do you remember our last president? Oh, oh, okay, never mind. We don't have time for that. Um, I'm sure you know how horrible he was. Um, but Jesus, I just, you know, I'm so thankful you're here with us tonight. I was just wanting to know if you could tell us what you think about all the festivities of independence today across this great nation. So could you just take a few minutes, Jesus, and explain to us what you think? Our viewers would love to hear you. I am convinced. Jesus would look into the camera and look at the reporter and back and forth he would do for I would say 20 seconds and say do you really want to know that friend? Are you sure you want me to speak candidly about what I think about today? Or would you rather I just kind of endorse your, your festivities and, and give you a big God stamp of approval? Could you answer that question? Oh no, Jesus... You're here in the studio. The Son of God is here with us, surely. <laughs> if you don't speak the truth, then there's no hope for any of us. We believe that. I heard that in my pastor's sermon last night. I, I know, I believe. Jesus, if you speak it, then no man can question that. And Jesus says, okay. Here's my opinion. How is the Father made strong, newsman? How is the eternal God made strong? Oh, I don't know. By our, by our strength and might declaring His goodness upon this land? Jesus would say, no sir, it's not. When is the power and strength of eternal God demonstrated? Oh, well, probably when we win a battle and the president says a prayer at a prayer breakfast, talking about our awesome victorious army, Jesus would say, no, sir, no. 
He is made strong, friend, when the American people are weak. He is exalted victorious when men are laid low. And if I could be very candid with you, sir, I don't really care much about your parades. They just don't really do much for me, and I'm sorry, I know that is not encouraging. But you know, I just, I just don't really care because, you know, the nation of America, the United States of America, it's kind of just, it's kind of not just a big deal. I know the whole world is supposed to look to y'all and like fall on their knees in awe and reverence of the awesomeness of this nation, but you know what? This is just one nation. This is just one president in one nation throughout an eternal calendar of my Father, Yahweh God. So really, you know, I know y'all want so bad to be a big deal, to be the biggest and the best, but you know what? And, and kind sir, you might remember this if you're referencing church. Maybe you've been in church your whole life and you've heard, the, you've heard my teachings, right? The last shall be first. The kingdom is within. It is now here, friend, but it's within you. Surely you've read and heard the stories of all those who went before you in, in my name. Who won battles that had nothing to do with their military prowess, right? You know that, right? You know that the Bible's pattern was the weakling lesser overpowering the greater because the power of the Lord was their weapon, right? You know that. Oh, yes, yes, Jesus, we know that. Oh, yes, Jesus, I remember. I remember those, those men marching around those walls and, and blasting shofars and yelling, and the walls fell down. That's so awesome. I love that story. Oh, my gosh, I love that, Jesus. That's such a cool story. Jesus says, oh, yeah, I know. I was there. I was watching. I was watching. You've heard of that boy, David? Fighting the giant Goliath? Oh, yes, Jesus, of course. I've heard that since my childhood. Growing up, I used to get smooth stones, and, and I made a sling, and, and I'd fling them at a tree, and I would pretend that was Goliath because it was a big oak tree, and it would fall to the ground, and I'd be victorious, just like little young David. Okay, friend, well, did you get the moral of the record of David, friend? Did he defeat Goliath by a display of his mighty strength? Was he chosen to be king because he was the greatest, smartest, most capable young man? Oh no, he didn't. He was, he was small and insignificant, Jesus. He wasn't even there. He was tending sheep. Oh yes, that's right. Now you're, now you're tracking me, newsman. So, to answer your question in summary, and we could talk all night about this, but I know we don't have the time. But I would say, friend, love your enemies. Love those who persecute you. 
Walk according to what you see in the things of the regenerated spirit of God within you, should that be true, instead of what your natural eyes see. Seek after eternal reward that can't be taken with you and is not even truly reward in the sense of how my Father demands it, describes it, labels it. And so, yeah, in summary, I don't really care. <laughs> because you know what, friend? I, I hear all these people down here in this sect of people, this vast majority who say they're Christian patriots. I hear them talk a lot about violence. I hear them talk a lot about winning. Strength, liberty, freedom. I hear everything, you know. But what I don't see is anybody really connecting the dots to these examples of strength and independence and freedom and liberty. I would say it often opposes my teaching. So in a five-minute response, I believe that answers your question, sir, about my feelings about today. Is I think there are a lot of confused people who think they know me and who think they're pursuing me. And they think they're, most of all, they think they're pleasing me. But me and my father, we're just not real impressed. And I would have to believe is that interview would go on. People would think Jesus was a pretty weak loser. It would seem, I'm convinced, that he would be the antithesis of a Christian American. Because when I read his word, y'all, when I study his life, when I study the life of those who followed in his way, I don't see self-preservation anywhere. I don't see a pattern anywhere of being the strongest and being the best and making sure everybody out there and across the whole globe knows it. I see no place whatsoever, according to Scripture, to declaring to the nations of the earth that look at us, look at this great nation. We are the best. We are better than you. We're stronger. We're more capable. We can do whatever we want. We will squash you should, need, should it be necessary. We're the best. Do you see us? The only place in Scripture I see that is in a city called Babylon. The great Babylon. None like her. None stronger. None more victorious. No more prosperous. Oh, great Babylon. And we all know who, what her fate is. It will be destruction. <laughs>
So I'm just going to say in boldness, like, this is a warning to us. Because I cannot in any way figure out or understand how when millions of people who profess they know Jesus Christ, the Lord, when they see a line of tanks and armies and weapons, all that represents anger and hatred and violence towards another man, I don't know how that goes hand in hand with Jesus. I'm not being extreme. May the tone of my voice make that clear. I'm not being worked up tonight. Praise the Lord. I can't, I can't make sense of it, people. I talked to a, a friend's father one time about this. It was in email form or some sort of social media. Because what I'm saying is more than just like an anti-violence, non-resistant position. It's different than just plainly that. There's people like that who aren't believers. But I shared my concerns years ago. And he started quoting the judgment of God upon nations in the scriptures. Saying, this is us. We are here now to execute God's judgment upon rebellious lands. God said, slay them, was the exact verse he quoted me. No kidding. Mm. That should sober us up, friend. And I need to stop there because I'm going to make this a multiple part. It's already 40 minutes in. I need to stop. I'm going to continue talking about this matter. And we're going to look deeper into the comparison of Jesus and His definition, the, the Word of God's definition of freedom and independence. Liberty. Because in all honesty, I don't care how you define it or how I define it. Or surely not how this nation tells me I need to define it. I don't, I don't care about that one bit. So we're going to look at a biblical example of liberty and freedom. And I pray it becomes crystal clear to somebody, including myself, about the gravity of what takes place on days like today when our independence is celebrated. So go right to part two if it's posted. And uh, we'll see what the Lord speaks to us. Amen.